All right. What's up, everybody? If you're listening to this in your car, on your run, this will be a good one for you. We're going to talk all about showing up. And uh, it's going to be a good one. I got a good story around this. But first, I wanted to share with you a little bit about my program called The Seven. I've got a lot of questions about it. A lot of people asking. I'm going to put the details in the show notes. You can read through that if you want to connect with me on The Seven. Um, As the name implies seven there's seven people over seven days and it is a kickstarter for you i lead you through seven days on instagram in a dm group where i can send you videos answer your questions um, help you get inspired have goals uh, give you tools that you can face your fears uh, the challenges that come your way in life that they do almost every day i i think in my life and how to calmly navigate through that and uh, I I think it's going to be great I've been wanting to do this for quite some time and just focus a little bit more on it I can't quite get one-on-one but I think this is good we'll get a group of people together for a week seven days and you don't have to do anything okay there's there is a little bit of homework but I'm connecting with you on Instagram through the DM group I'm sending you videos you can ask me questions I'm there this is not pre-recorded or any of that I am actually working with you one-on-one and I, it's a lot of fun interactive you gonna learn some stuff I'm gonna challenge you and uh, after that you have direct access to me um, and uh, I'm offering this just because I want to help I want to be able to pass on the tools that I've I've learned over the years to keep calm in difficult situations how to get back up from failure uh, how to face adversity all of those things that uh, school doesn't quite teach you and so if you're interested in the seven, then you can send me an email or a DM on Instagram or right here on, if you're listening on the Anchor app, or you can go over to the Anchor app and leave me a voice message there. Um, I'll leave uh, my contact details in the show notes and you can reach out to me. Um, I'm going to continue that on through the end of the year. Then we're going to kick off uh, these groups again in the new year. And we're going to have different groups and some of them are going to be focused around other areas. Um, around fitness, uh, nutrition. We're going to do some on uh, uh, negotiating. That's a really good one. Uh, uh, Fear, anxiety is another one. Stress. Uh, There's quite a few that I have down on my list, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you don't get in one now, you can always wait and kind of see if one is a better fit for you in the future. And through the end of December, I'm offering these basically just for free, my own time. Uh, I'm going to link up with seven of you, and we're going to go on a journey for seven days. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So anyway, if that interests you and you're stuck in a place and need a kickstart and have questions and all of that, I'm there to help as best I can. All right, so that's the seven. I'm excited about it. Uh, I think the first few groups have already filled up. Um But I might open up more and more as my time permits. Anyway, let's get to this episode all about showing up. And um, I think this is is a big one for me. Um, And what do I mean by showing up? What do I mean by that statement? Uh, Which is really, you know, when I say, hey, be on time. Or hey, let's meet up somewhere. Or you you ask your friend, hey, what time are we going to meet? at the restaurant or at uh, the movies and things like that 
Do you ever have a friend that is always late? Oh, hey, bro, can you save me those three seats in the movies? Oh, hey, man, I'm running behind. It's traffic. Oh, hey, man, you know, and you, you know, you, you kind of get it sometimes. You kind of blow them off and, uh, all right, it's no big deal. I'll do that. And it's just always a pattern. And I got to say, I was one of those guys at a younger age before my indoctrination through the Navy and the SEAL teams and, and such. I didn't really think about that too much. The importance of showing up and showing up well, right? Not just at your job, but for other people, especially people you care about. Um, and there's a great quote by Woody Allen. It says, 80% of success is just showing up. And uh, you'd be surprised how many people don't show up. They show up late and they miss so many opportunities. And so I first uh, experienced the other side of not showing up, the negative side of missing uh, missing out when I was uh, I was going through what a school called 18 Delta and I was back right after I got through buds and uh, for me I was a corpsman so I don't get to go directly to the SEAL team I have more addition I have more training to do additional skills to acquire so a corpsman if, if some of you don't know is is basically a medic. You basically can bandage things, give oxygen, and transport somebody. It's like it's equivalent to uh, EMT, uh, maybe a little bit more, minus the ambulance. Um, so they train you in basic hospital skills as well as basic first aid and CPR and things like that, but not much more than that. Um, and so after Bud's uh, corpsman uh, have been going. And, and still do. Well, I don't think they still do, actually. I think they went to a general uh, special operations rating. Anyway, this is before that. This was 1996 and 97 when I went through, so a uh, ways back. But the Army 18 Delta course, which had moved to Fort Bragg uh, at Fayetteville, which is a god-awful place, uh, was an Army base. And that is where this... All special operations medics from every service go and you learn advanced medical skills, right? You're learning all sorts of radical stuff that typically is reserved uh, a lot of times for doctors, physicians, assistants, that sort of thing. Uh, Because you're going to experience things out there on the battlefield or in training that you wouldn't normally experience in real life. And... uh, a big part of the training at the time was we had to, during, it was about seven months long, we had to get our paramedic license and be nationally registered paramedics along the way. And anyway, it was it was a long school. So after Bud's, I went to jump school for a few weeks, uh, hung out with the Army, and then I got to hang out with the Army again for seven months of 18 Delta, and then finally go to the SEAL team. So, um a big group of special operation guys all show up at this 18 Delta course. We're talking Air Force, PJs, PJs, um, Marines, Army, Navy, uh, that sort of thing. And we show up to go through this course. And so you got a big, 
a big group of people coming in from all different uh, services. And I think we were the second class to go through. So they're just trying to figure it out, right? They had moved up from Texas, uh, the school, and they put the curriculum together. And they have all these just, you know, hard charging Navy SEALs, Marine Recon, PJs, all together in one place. And, uh, you know, Army Medic, Special Operation Medics, and all these guys, you know, just all together, Rangers and Special Forces (laughs) together. And we have a class of about, it's got to be 50 guys, maybe 40 guys together uh, to run through a six to seven month course. And in putting all these guys together, of course, everybody groups up in their own respective services, you know, the Marine Corps and the Navy all kind of get together. And then you have the leaders among them. And um, uh, the, the, this is all enlisted, by the way. Um, uh, officers don't go to this course. So, so our leader at that time was a uh, first class petty officer. Uh named Monty Treesize. And this was a beast of a man. Um, he had he had gotten out of the SEAL team and went to the civilian world and went to become a uh, LA police officer and was actually a part of the LA riots and was just, just a stud. Um, I think he'd been at Dev Group before then and was going back over there I, I don't know exactly but you know he had a lot of experience where us new guys that were there had zero experience we knew nothing other than we went through buds and you know jumped out of, of a plane under a round parachute and, and just tried not to break our legs in uh, airborne school so we show up at this 18 delta course to learn advanced medical stuff and so our leader there um Petty Officer First Class, Monty Tree Size, like I said, was an opposing figure. He had all sorts of stories from back in the day, and everybody looked up to him, and we were pretty fearful of uh, of the wrath that he could bring down. And, and, you know, he got us all in line, and we, you know, we, it was pretty relaxed then compared to the Army. I mean, we wanted to go to the pool and and, and, and train and do other things besides do ruck marches that the army loves to do. So Fort Bragg at the time, uh, and it probably still is this way, it's just awful place of waking up at 6 a.m. with Reveille on the loudspeakers. I mean, it, it literally sounds like you're over in the Middle East when they, they, uh, they sing from the mosques at like 5 a.m. And the army, they love to ruck march. These guys just love it. Put on a heavy pack and hike until your legs fall off. And nothing else. Let's not touch the water ever. <laughs> and other things. And and us frogmen being you know, unconventional, we wanted to do everything but that. So, But Monty Tree Size definitely kept order and made sure we all f- fell into place. Uh, but... You know, we're, I had a couple friends there as well. And so, you know, we, we tried to have as much fun outside of this miserable army course as we could because it was run by the army. And I got to say, I mean, in 1997, when absolutely nothing was going on, it was boring and awful. It basically was death by PowerPoint every single day. I mean, you were just slapping yourself in the face to stay awake. Um, 
and the pace that they moved at was was really fast because we had to get our paramedic license in just a number of months. We spent a month over in New York riding around with the paramedics out there and working with the doctors in the hospitals and just experiencing all sorts of trauma. Uh, we were pulling uh, suicide victims right out of the water uh, and just seeing the carnage that New York was and how desensitized the paramedics were there. That's a whole other story in itself, what we experienced up there with them. And so that was the idea, get us as much combat well, not combat, but just trauma experience that, that might uh, look like combat. And a, a big part of it was Goat Lab, as everybody, some of you might have heard of, uh, you know, where we we tried to save goats that they put in, in different states of, uh, uh, I don't know how to put it, uh, um, life and death, <laughs> uh, from tracheotomies to to fixing broken bones on these goats and all sorts of stuff. Again, there's another story all in itself, but I digress. Back to Monty Tree Size, this imposing figure of a man that uh, was had been a SEAL for many, many years and then an L.A. cop in the riots and then came back in to get back after it. And um, the rest of us were just basically new guys that knew nothing and, and we all looked up to him. Well... You know, with that much kind of schooling we had to do and just the monotony of this course, like I said, eight hours a day, every single day, you know, and just PowerPoint slides on medical stuff all the time. So it was, it was go, go, go. Um, you know, you, you try to figure out ways to, to entertain yourself and, um, yeah, we'd go out at night into what they call Vietnam, Fayetteville, which, which Fayetteville was basically, it seemed like it was, um, there was a church, there was a few car dealerships, there was a bail bonds and strip club, and then repeat that for about six miles down the road. And that's it. The men to women per capita was like 400 to one. And so it was pretty awful. Uh, trying to trying to stay sane in that place. And so we typically, at that time, gosh, how old was I? I mean, I was 20, barely 21. Um, yeah, we, we, we drank a lot and you would go out with all the guys and, you know, listen to, listen to Monty Tree Size's stories and, and, uh, and things like that. And, one particular night uh, had gone on pretty long. I mean, everybody had way too much to drink, and I think myself included. And it went on till okay, must have been like almost 5 a.m. I think the sun was almost rising when uh, we returned to our rooms because a lot of times we would just meet up in somebody's room and just kind of yeah sit around and uh, see if we can get some wisdom off it. Of, uh, Monty Tree Size and what what the SEAL team was going to be like and all that kind of stuff because we hadn't even gone there yet. All our buddies from Buds were there, but no, we were we were stuck there. So a lot of times, and this is what that night was. We were, you know, in his room and just all of us just listening and talking and having fun, laughing, and, and it was a good time. You know, just good camaraderie, that sort of thing. Well, we, I say we, everybody had roommates. We stumbled back to our room at some god awful time of like 5 a.m. We'd been up the night before. And next morning, you know, 
you, you're up at 6 a.m. Uh, for a workout and uh, you're expected to be there. And I didn't wake up. And I remember opening my eyes just before six and thinking, I just slept one hour. Like, I get it. I'm tough, all that kind of stuff. But this isn't a big deal. Like, this isn't buds or something like that. It's not a big deal. And I I was just like, man, I'm just going to fall back asleep. Knowing full well that I was going to miss this morning PT. And, you know, when you're super tired like that, you you start to, you know, your, your brain tells you things. Oh, yeah, it's not a big deal. They're just going to go off and work out. They'll... They'll understand. And yeah, there's probably be two or three people, especially Monty Tree size, as old as that guy is. He's not going to get up. We only slept like an hour. No chance. And that's what I was telling myself as I closed my eyes when it got to, you know, time to wake up. And and so um, I closed my eyes. And it felt like three seconds later, Somebody was shaking me in my bed and telling me to get the F out of bed right now because the whole entire class is waiting for me, yep, just me, to report out information with everybody else to work out. And I, you know, I was cross-eyed, couldn't see straight. And I flew out of bed and I don't even know if I put shoes on. I think I just put flip-flops on or I just ran barefoot outside and just a total mess uh no you know hadn't shaved all that kind of stuff I look like just I look ridiculous um ran out there and I could see the d- disappointment on Monty Teresa's face and he had this huge scowl that that uh, he just stared at me with as everybody else was there on time, in formation, with their workout gear on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how is this possible that I'm the only one? I'm sure you've been there, right? How are you the only one to fall asleep in class? How are you the only one that's late? Well, I was late. You know, I think it was 10 or 15 minutes. I had, the fact it was, it didn't even matter. I didn't show up. And that's all that mattered. Um, so for these morning formations for a workout, you know, they tell everybody what they're doing and then send them off, whether they're running or heading out to some something in the morning to go work out because you had about an hour and a half to do that before you got dressed, go to breakfast, that sort of thing. And so I'm standing there and I'm just barely hearing what they're saying. You know, some of you have been there, you're spinning, you can't really even focus on anything. And I can remember as clear as day, just Monty Tree Size's stare just burning through my soul (laughs) and just how shame how much shame I felt and I literally wish I wasn't even on the planet at that point um nobody else said anything they when they released everybody to go do their workout of course everybody ran off instantly and Monty said Knowles but after Knowles why don't you stand by? Meaning he wanted to talk to me, right? And nobody likes that, right? It's about 50 times worse than the teacher telling you to stand by. Hey, why don't you stay after class a little bit so we can, I need to talk to you. Why don't you hold up while all your friends leave and you're talking with the teacher? It's not good, right? 
it's not going to be good. I can't imagine what was going to happen. He's going to punch me in the face, or I didn't have no idea. Like I said, I felt like he was just going to remove my birthday from the calendar or something. <laughs> it was awful. Because um, just literally an hour and a half before that, we were all in his room laughing and having a few drinks. And I'm just like, how is this man even sane right now? How is it possible he's standing up? I mean, at the time, he must have been, it felt like he was just old as dirt. He must have been maybe 35. <laughs> and when you're 18, 19, 20, 35 just seems like ancient, right? So anyway, everybody runs off. He has me stay back and I'm just getting ready for the pain. And and it, it comes. He reads me the riot act. I can't remember all of what he said, but I do remember one statement that has stuck with me all these years, it's 20 plus years later, and that I've shared with others. And uh, it's it, it, it's pretty, yeah, I think it's pretty profound. And it made me think, because, right, I was looking at him going, wait a minute, like an hour and a half, you couldn't even see straight. How is it possible that you're even up and you look all squared away and ready to rock and roll? And I was just, I was just blown away. Because, um, I mean, I, I could smell the alcohol in other people's breath. And, yeah, some people look a little disheveled, but I look the worst, of course. Um, but, no, he was squared away, all ready to go, ship shape. looked like he had just slept for eight hours. I couldn't believe it. And I was just in awe of, of this. But, yeah, he yelled at me for a time. And, you know, I had some awful thing I had to do because I was late. I don't know what it was, but it was something awful. You know, clean up the goat poop or something that nobody wanted to do. Oh, I think I had to go and shave all of the goats that we had for Goat Lab. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> it just crossed my mind. Like, oh, that's really awful. Because we go and shave a goat, it's gross. It's not cool whatsoever. They got these cysts all over them. And they don't like to be shaved because... They know what's going to happen to them. We're going to be doing all of our medical experiments on them and trying to kill them and save their life at the same time. Anyway, like I said, that's a totally another story, a totally different story. I'll probably get shut down by PETA or something like that. Um, anyway, so yeah, he reads me the riot act. I can't even understand what he's saying. And uh, I remember he walks up to me and just stares into my eyes, into my soul. <laughs> I'm just quaking in my boots at the time um, with this this six foot four beast of a man because um, I'm not I'm not very heavy guy I, I I think I topped out at maybe at 155 at the time um, and he must have been t- twice that it seemed like anyway he walked up to me put his hand on my shoulder stared in my soul and all of what he said I didn't remember. But what I do remember is he said, Petty Officer, if you want to run with the wolves at night, you better be able to soar with the eagles. And that was burned into my brain. And it all made sense, right? Here's this old guy from what I thought that just could run all night and, you know, hang out with us all, you know, have drinks and, and 
and that sort of thing and carry on until 5 a.m. The sun's rising. Get a quick nap and show up like it never happened. And, you know, the respect level just went through the roof, you know, just seeing that. That's why all the guys respected him because he showed up like nobody else. And he repeated it a couple times because I don't think he thought that I quite got it because I was thinking about it like, wow, that's pretty good. If you want to run with the wolves at night, you better be able to soar with the eagles. Right? You want to you want to go out and have a good time? I get it. Everybody does. You got to let off some steam. But you better be able to show up the next day. And show up not just, you know, in the state that I was, but be ready. You know, be ready to do what needs to get done and get it done. And then when it's done, go back to sleep. And I think he said it in different ways two or three times, but that's the way I remember it. And that's always stuck with me. Um, you know, I walked away from that situation totally humbled, but at the same time, I had a whole new respect for showing up. Uh, and and on top of that, you know, just respecting other people's other people's time. You know, I, how I felt when somebody was late and they didn't show up and they didn't respect my time. I wanted to make sure that. Um, I showed up and I respected everybody's time and, and they knew that. Uh, so from that point forward, no matter how late it was, no matter what transpired, aside from being put in the hospital, I would show up. I would be there and not just be there right at the meeting time at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. or whatever the meeting was. I was there 10 minutes early with a pen and notepad ready to take notes and ready. And that made a huge difference because just a number of months later after I graduated the school, um, I would do that at the SEAL team. I would show up and lo and behold, the commanding officer at the time was a total jerk. Um, <laughs> nobody liked this guy. I won't mention his name, but this is again, this is before... 9-11 and all that but he would close the doors and lock them uh, for a meeting R right on time maybe 30 seconds before say the meeting was 8 o'clock he would close have somebody close and actually lock the door just before the meeting so he expected everybody to be in there and thank God that the beast of a man Monty Tree Size burned that quote into my head because I never missed that meeting. And I showed up. As difficult as it was to pull myself out of bed and be there early with the other people that were early, well, there's a lot of benefit to that. Um, a number of years later, as you heard in a previous episode, um, one of the reasons why I was able to uh, be chosen to, to be on that rescue mission is I was there early. I happened to be at the team early doing things, setting up my gear or doing some administrative task or, or something in the morning. And I was there when the request came in and ready to act. And I didn't miss that opportunity. And I can name a ton of opportunities after that that I was able to uh, take advantage of because I not only showed up, but I showed up early. Um, and it's not always the popular thing to do, right? 
you, you, you know, you're up, you're, you show up early and then nobody's there and you start to get upset at everybody else that is not there on time. And that is a huge problem, especially here in Hawaii. You know, people call it an eight o'clock meeting and people don't show up to like 8.15 and kind of cruise in and it drives me crazy. Because it's, for me, it's a lack of respect for that person's time. And so, um, yeah, throughout my career, I can't say that I did it 100% of the time, but I, 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 I've been known to be a little bit over the board with it because I think it's back, goes all the way back to the fear of what transpired back in that school with Monty Tree Size and 18 Delta and all that. Um, you know, I never ran into him again. I went off to a different SEAL team and than him, and it's unfortunate. It would have been neat to see him again uh, in the future, but I always remember that story of showing up. And not just showing up, but showing up well, like I said. You know, if you want to run with the wolves at night, you better, better be able to soar with the eagles in the morning. And that's showing up. Showing up well. And if you could do that in your own life, you know, yeah. If you could do that at school, if you could do that in the morning before you get ready to go to work, if you're up early and not just waking up in chaos and throwing on your clothes and getting to work, but be there early, wouldn't that be something, right? Nobody might notice the first few times you showed up to work five, ten minutes early. Nobody would care. They might even make fun of you. Oh, why are you showing up that earlier boss might say well what happens in two to three weeks the boss maybe the boss's boss notices hey that person is always here Johnny is always here Lisa is always here early wow that's something it's never it's never a negative thing I'll tell you that it's never a negative you never hear anybody say wow he showed up early that sucks. Let's write them up. It's always positive. You can show up to class a little bit early. Get that extra little bit of information from your teacher that you might need to finish that test or get a better grade on that test. That being early has so many benefits uh, than being late, right? I always set my clock just a little bit fast I think I have it five minutes fast on my wristwatch I'm always a little bit early and just because I see so many benefits the benefits of being on time or late uh, don't add up even close to what it is being early because those opportunities will be there and I'm not saying it's going to be there right away it may take months of you showing up just a little bit early to make a big big difference you know a lot of what uh I talk about on Instagram and things like that is doing the little things every single day, um, make it a part of your routine. And uh, when I share with somebody, hey, let's try to wake up 10 minutes early. I know there's always a lot of pushback. Oh, well, I'll just wake up at five. Well, what time are you normally getting up? Well, I get up at eight. Well, let's just get up 10 minutes earlier than you have been and just start small. And it can have a dramatic effect over time. But you got to give it that time and you got to be patient. All right. And one last thing I'll leave you with as I wrap this up. I just noticed I've been talking for 31 minutes. Um, one last thing I'll leave you with is it's not just getting there early. Uh, on top of that is showing up well. Okay. Remember back to the story. 
you know, I showed up and I was a basket case. Um, and you've seen the people and you've probably done it yourself. You hop out of bed, you might get there on time or a little bit early, but it looked like you bounced off four walls and you have, you know, your pillow creases on your face, sleeps in your eyes, and you got two different shoes on and you can't really even function. And I see it. I see it all the time. And, uh, you know, in, even at the SEAL team, at the other corporate jobs I've had, you, you know the guy that shows up and you're like, dude, you got to bed like five minutes ago. You know, show up and be ready to rock and roll. So if that means you got to get up an hour early just to have your little alone time and sip your coffee, what have you, do it. Do it because people notice, right? And when that one opportunity comes up, when that mission comes up, when that promotion comes up, when that teacher is writing a recommendation for you, um, name anything and they, you want them to say, yes, Johnny showed up early and he showed up ready to go because that's always a positive thing, right? Lisa always showed up. She was here early every time. And I see that come out time and time again. People always talk about those that show up early and guess what? Those that stay late. And if you add in showing up ready to just crush the day, man, that's that is huge. Nobody can say anything to you, right? So if you're one of those that procrastinate, you're that friend that's always late, why don't you try to change something? Let's start today, all right? That's my challenge to you. Turn back the clock five minutes on your watch and be early. Shock people. Don't say anything. Just do it with your actions, right? Shock people that you're there early, even if it's at the movies. You're already sitting down, right? You're, you're ready to watch all the previews. You're not rushing around. You're, you're not having that excuse of traffic and, oh, sorry, right? Give your friends respect and show up early and ready to talk to them. And man, you're gonna see massive, massive difference in your life. Maybe not the first day or second day, but it'll come if you're patient. So that's what I have for you today. All about showing up. I think it's crazy important. And I'll leave you with that. Again, if you're interested in the seven program, where it takes seven people through seven days, of principles that kind of just make you a better human and a better person to kickstart you. If you're stuck, look for my contact information in the show notes. You can send me a DM on Instagram uh, or right here on the Anchor uh, app. Let me know. Let me know why you want to be in the program and uh, you may get in. That's it. See you.